0: Welcome to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You're here with Kramer and Jake, and we've got some uh, interesting little tidbits of news for you this Friday. Starting off, we have variant, which raised a $450 million, and that'll be used to focus on user-owned web, which splits that $450 million into kind of two different allocations, $150 being used for the seed fund and $300 million for an opportunity fund to double down on existing projects across the Web3 space. Variant has some prior raises of $22.5 million and $110 million, and has invested in you know, some major Web3 projects, including Polygon, Uniswap, Magic, Eden, Mir, and you know, a plethora of others. Jesse Walden, who's the co-founder of Variant, along with Lee Jin, mentioned that while the raise is relatively small compared to other funds in the space, like A16s and Paradigm, they're aspiring to kind of be the marquee seed fund in Web3, and their strategy is just to continue focusing on projects that enable ownership for users in the space, meaning kind of token distribution that equates to either control in projects belonging to a community or any other like option that, uh, you know, is being released. Li Zhen had a cool quote, which was, you know, if you think of Web2 as digital feudalism, we think of web three as digital capitalism. It's a paradigm shift that introduces capitalism to the internet and it should bring in the ability for people to actually own capital and become owners of their outputs. Um, Definitely seems interesting, you know, 450 mils, a lot of money. Um, Jake, did you get a chance to read into this a little bit?
1: There we go. Yeah, I did. Um, One of the things that, was mentioned uh was the size you know so this is a 450 million dollar fund but it really breaks down to 150 million so one third of it earmarked for seed funding and then the other 300 million two-thirds of it um is earmarked to double down on existing projects and Um, you know, you had mentioned their previous, uh, fund raises of 22 and 110 million, and they just mentioned that it's relatively small compared to other funds. You know, we've been talking about stories of billion, multi-billion dollar funds, especially, uh, last year before the, the kind of the crash came. Um, so it's just interesting to see that, uh, you know, because frankly, it's it's a lot harder to raise money now. Uh, so you could probably do a lot more with 150 or, or 450 million even than you could, um, you know, a year ago, or even, you know, eight months ago. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting, because, it, you know, we were getting to a point where um, these companies raising funds would basically just be written blank checks. And um, so I would guess that now when you want to raise money, it's probably going to be a little more you know, involved with the VC, you might have to, you know, grant some board seat or whatever the equivalent to a board seat is. Um but uh yeah, no, I mean it's um they mentioned some some names that they had previously uh, invested in Uniswap, Mirror, Foundation, Polygon. Um I don't know. I'm not super familiar with with some of the names they've been invested in, but um yeah, it's a pretty it's a it's interesting you know it's i mean it's not like fundraising is dead you know
0: well and that's exactly it it's cool to see that kind of even in this bear market or crypto winner or whatever the hell you might want to call it the money's still coming in albeit at a slower pace it hasn't completely stopped and in my opinion all that does is lend crypto more uh creden or you know credibility because it The space isn't going away it's you know four hundred and fifty million you're not putting you're not getting four hundred and fifty million together from investors for something that they see no future in, and
1: mm-hmm. it kind
0: of leads into you know your next story, but I mean the big players aren't going away if anything they're trying to double and triple down before any next moves so it's an interesting. I'm looking at this bear market completely different than, you know, 2017 to 2020 or whatever that was, because I'm paying a lot more attention to these like investing spaces and what the companies are actually doing and not just like the marketing from the shills on Twitter and, you know, anything else, Reddit. So it's it's just cool. It's It's cool to see.
1: Yeah. One interesting thing. You know this fund when you when you start a fund, you get four hundred and fifty million dollars that is capital that 's committed uh, however that 's not capital deployed it 's up to the um the people running the fund, actually the general partners to actually choose when to deploy when I was down in Austin for um oh my God, what was it Decentral? Uh, I was talking to um a couple of v c guys in crypto, and they said that right now they 're kind of just like they're not deploying much of anything. They're just kind of sitting on the sidelines trying to be a lot more opportunistic. And so, you know, it might be a while before this, any of this money is actually deployed. And most of these, uh, most of these funds have five to seven year, we call them uh, vintage years. They have horizons that from the start to the end of their investment. So um, yeah, 450 is committed. I don't know if it's going to be you know, we always keep our eyes on deals. So so we should see if if, um, if any of this money is actually committed or deployed. deployed. Yeah. But um, I think that's the big question now is, okay, people, rich people have given you their money. Um, are you doing stuff with it? Or are you just kind of, you know, taking your time? So it'll be interesting. Yeah. To see.
0: Another random little thought before we, I toss it over is I've just kind of put together that a lot of the deals we've been covering the last month or so are in like You know, if this was considered the gold rush, it's not the gold, it's the pick and axes, it's the infrastructure, it's the websites, it's the wallets, it's everything that you need to have an easier setup or transition from web two into web three. So, um, you know, they know, they know, they know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I guess I got to, I got to take that string and, and run with it because that's a bit of a... I don't know if a complaint is the right word, but you're right because there's so much investment in infrastructure, but just like what runs on top of that infrastructure is still really unclear that you can generate, you know, just, um, communities using services, um, on top of the infrastructure, because it almost invokes this this uh, image of these ghost cities in China. I'm not saying that's the way it's gonna be, but you know the concern is that you build this infrastructure and nobody wants to use it, much like how China builds these entire cities in like a year, and then they nobody moves there, and they're just kind of, they, they're left, the infrastructure's there. It's just, it couldn't quite take off and be a self-sustaining uh, community or ecosystem in this case. So. Um, Great to see infrastructure continue to be built, but um, I, I, I'm waiting to see on some of these services that are outside of just exchanges and lending protocols, but um, that's, that's what think, I'm looking for.
0: Do you think that, you know, say you put three years into something that doesn't pan out, do you think their fallback is that they could still sell that for a profit based on other companies not having to do it themselves then? I mean, I'm assuming that would be the case, hopefully. Wait.
1: How do you you mean?
0: So like, you know, say you're building, your devs are building, you know, I I don't really know what I mean. I was trying to think off the cuff, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, Um, well, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see what the exit point will be for a lot of these large funds because most of them really took off over the last few years. So they're probably getting close to the time when their investors, you know, the pre-planned- Results end point of their vintage years coming up when they should start, you know, begin to exit their investments. And, and this is not the time when you want to be exiting your investment. Uh, right. But, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say this, that uh, the institutional investments really started rolling in 2018, 19, 20, especially 21. So the next few years are going to be really interesting because these big funds, yeah, they have to, they have to find an exit point. Um, so that's another, you know, big event that's that's kind of coming up but um Definitely. Yeah. so uh well cool well we have a few more minutes i want to talk about the coinbase blackrock announcement so this was recently announced uh basically coinbase is not selling itself to blackrock but coinbase and blackrock are uh, reaching a new agreement because uh blackrock who just is the behemoth of Wall Street, manages more money than anyone else. Uh, What they want to do is give their clients access to crypto. Now, I will be the first one to tell you there's very easy, many ways to get access to crypto. But um, what makes BlackRock a bit unique is that they, apart from all these ETFs that they've created and all the assets under management that they possess, which are in the trillions, they also uh, sell this technology service called Aladdin, which is one of these systems that's supposed to replace all your systems on like the financial side. It allows for risk management, for trading, portfolio management. It's an all-in-one technology tool, and um, you know they have I think firms that manage over twenty trillion dollars in assets use Aladdin, so it is it is used. Uh, by Apple to manage their treasury. It is used by a lot of other investment shops. And so the people who use Aladdin, these the very, very large companies, um, you know, they, they want some crypto exposure, um, whether it's through their treasury or for their clients, um, depending on the type of business. And so Coinbase is going to partner with them to try to integrate that with the Aladdin system. So, um, yeah, this seems like another step towards uh, institutions being able to deploy millions, billions, perhaps more um, into directly into crypto via the Coinbase um, Coinbase platform. So, um, yeah, one of these big, interesting partnerships that, um, I don't know. So, what did you think?
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. So, like... Coinbase partnering with BlackRock is a pretty big deal because I'm pretty sure three or four years ago, I don't know if it was the president, but some big wig at BlackRock basically said crypto is only good for money laundering and it goes to show that there's a lot of money laundering going on. Like yeah. that was more or less his quote at the time. And then now with Coinbase partnering, I mean, Coinbase's stock went up 45% from close to open Wednesday into Thursday, I think. And the end of the day, like plus 15% or something, but it's, it's only going to get better and hopefully easier. And this is kind of like what I talked about when we were talking about the first article today is like the institutions aren't going away. If anything, they're trying to get in now to try and get exposure at like a base level when everyone's kind of, which is kind of smart when like, you know, obviously they're rich, their like super rich customers aren't, don't give a shit at all about the cryptocurrency space, I would assume, and even more of the wealthier ones. But, you know, the people that want access, then again, like you were saying, they've had different ways to do this forever, but it's more the access to that Aladdin platform, right?
1: Right. Yeah. That's, Which that brings me into,
0: yeah, so like the company treasury portion of it, I read another article yesterday that like, even with the Celsius stuff going on and people, you know, losing a ton of money on that, basically collapsing people are still investing companies are still investing their money into like stable coin deposits so that they can get rewards and paid out, you know, anywhere from six to 10% on them, which to me is, seems awfully quick to heal that wound. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, they're, there's, they're still doing it. So there's some faith somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. You, you brought up the uh, Larry Fink, the, the guy who runs BlackRock in 2017, yeah, he he said that Bitcoin was good for money laundering. And, you know, here now his his company has uh, entered a coin, uh, partnership with Coinbase. JP Morgan, uh, who's run by Jamie Dimon, he like much more recently uh, said something along those lines. And now JP Morgan is, you know, has its own crypto business of sorts. I forget exactly what they do. Yeah. but Yeah, I think at the end, it's just like, you know, you can be a skeptical CEO, but if your customers are gonna pay money, access, you're going to roll out a product that, that meets that need. So,
0: Well, yeah, because if you don't, they're going to go somewhere else. and oh, exactly. not, Maybe not yeah.
1: for that specific
0: purpose, but you know, mm-hmm. it adds to that.
1: Yeah. The only... so I guess I was trying to find the devil's advocate take on this and it's an extension of a previous devil's advocate argument for Aladdin is that if you have everyone using the same risk management software, then everyone's assessing risks the exact same and for example, if everyone's looking at risk the wrong way, like they were in 2008, um, then you, you, you it's systemic risk. And, you know, if, if everyone's missing something and they all come to the same conclusion, uh, that group thing can be, can actually have a very volatile effect on, on markets. But this was an argument leveled at BlackRock and Aladdin right before the pandemic. It never really materialized, even though we had one of the craziest markets ever. So, I'm a little skeptical. Everyone who uses Aladdin can customize their risk, you know, uh, scores and metrics to a certain extent. So, Um, but, you know, as we've seen with crypto, it's probably the most volatile financial market that exists. And um, the risks have clearly been underappreciated. I I think that's fair to say about the entire market. Oh, yeah. You know, every, every day you see just like new scams that come up money pilfered from wallets it's just it's uh so yeah i i guess you know at the end of the day if people want access you know it's their choice but uh the risks are still exceptionally high and um i don't know if Aladdin will help or hurt with that um i guess we'll see
0: right we'll see how it plays out
1: yeah Well, um, I want to get you off. I know you're headed to uh, Bear's training camp, uh, so uh, we'll wrap things up. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Uh, We'll be back next week with uh, more Daybreak Crypto.
0: Later, man.
1: See you, bud.